Hello and welcome to News Warrior, your weekly window to the world. I'm Nitin Gokhale. This week, I'm going to talk about India's Act West policy and the results that it has brought to India's relationship with the countries in the Gulf region as well as in the larger West Asian region. So what is India's relationship with the Middle East? In one word, it is re-energized. Re-energized since uh, 2013-2014. In fact, after Prime Minister Modi took over the reins of government in uh, 2014, there has been a deliberate attempt by India to re-engage with the Middle East. Middle East, of course, consists of so many countries there, the Gulf countries, there are countries like Iran, uh, Israel, And, uh, of course, if you extend it further to Turkey, which is uh, the extended uh, Middle East in a way. But let's concentrate on the Gulf countries, Saudi Arabia, UAE, Qatar, Kuwait, and, uh, of course, uh, smaller countries like Oman and Bahrain. With all these countries, India has taken its relationship to the next level. I was in Riyadh early this week attending a world defense show organized by the Saudi Arabian government for the first time. Its scale and scope was impressive. And clearly, there is change in the air as far as Saudi Arabia is concerned. The largest country in the Gulf, it is also the home, the spiritual home for uh, Muslims across the world with Mecca and Medina, the holy pilgrimage sites being part of Saudi Arabia. But that apart, the rulers of Saudi Arabia now are consciously trying to change the image of Saudi Arabia as a country that uh, follows medieval laws, that follow regressive practices and are reforming their social practices. They are opening up the economy, allowing, for instance, uh, very small gestures, but allowing uh, women to uh, drive cars, go to work or for entertainment alone, also allowing uh, women to man counters, and that's not a pun, man counters at uh, hotels, uh, at the reception counters, or in the shops, and also making sure that girl child in Saudi Arabia gets better education, better access to uh, the world that is changing rapidly by ensuring that everyone goes to school and uh, they also follow some of the best practices across the world. Some of the universities in Saudi Arabia are told to be are said to be, in fact, one of the best faculties uh, that you can get anywhere in the world. That apart, small, small gestures are being ushered in or small, small changes are being ushered in by the rulers to bring Saudi Arabia right into the modern world and modern practices. For instance, uh, I was told by some residents that about a year and a half ago, the uh, government decreed that the volume of uh, azan in the mosques and uh, in the public places would be turned down by one-third just to reduce uh, the overwhelming presence of uh, the azan as well as the the noise uh, in uh, the country. Now, it may be a very small gesture, but that is something that they are progressively moving towards giving a freedom to the people that during azan you did not be only praying, you can continue with your work is what has been uh, now told to the citizens of uh, Saudi Arabia. But these are uh, religious practices. It will take time and it will get reformed over over a period of time. 
But what Saudi Arabia is doing is also to modernize its industry, its uh, investment climate, and also uh, making sure that in defense, which is what uh, I went to attend uh, the defense show, in defense, localization of uh, defense products and defense platforms takes place. Much like India's Make in India, the Saudis want defense companies to set up facilities in Saudi Arabia, manufacture it uh, in uh, the country, and then export if necessary. And for that, they are laying out a red carpet for uh, defense majors. At that World Defense Show, the entire gamut of uh, World Defense majors were present. There was uh, Lockheed Martin, there was Boeing, there was Raytheon, there was Safran, there was Estonian companies, there were companies from China, there were companies from Pakistan. Sadly, small portion of Indian defense companies uh, were there, most probably because the Indian Defense Expo was to happen in Gandhinagar immediately after the World Defense Show in Riyadh ended, uh, just uh, with a gap of one day. So perhaps that's why Indian companies didn't go there in large numbers. But there's always another day. Also, India's presence in Saudi Arabia has increased manifold. If you look at India's trade with the Gulf countries, it is huge. It's uh, worth $120 billion, out of which the UAE takes the lion's share of $60 billion bilaterally. It is India's third largest bilateral trading partner after US and China. And Saudi Arabia is inching forward with now $30 billion in bilateral trade annually with India. As a whole, the Gulf countries are also moving closer to India, not just in terms of trade, but also in terms of accessing technology from India, accessing manpower, skilled manpower from India, not just the manual labor or unskilled labor that uh, the earlier trend uh, used to have where uh, more than 7 million or nearly 8 million workers from India used to work or are still working in the Gulf countries. Saudi Arabia has reduced the dependence of Indian unskilled workers from 2.8 million in 2013 to about 2.2 million in 2022. Clearly, uh, Saudis want to give preference to the locals for various jobs, even driving taxis, uh, being uh, at the malls, uh, attendants, security guards, all that. But that India has had a free run or a nice run for about 30, 40 years where remittances from Gulf uh, made up for India's huge foreign exchange uh, reserve or at least substantial part of India's foreign exchange reserve uh, through uh, remittances coming from the Gulf countries. The other important part here is that over 750 companies, Indian companies, are invested in Saudi Arabia or have a presence in Saudi Arabia. Now, that's huge because uh, they are in diverse uh, fields like consultancy, construction, uh, oil and natural gas, hotels, tourism, all kinds of people are working, uh, Indian professionals are working in Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia is also now trying to attract investments in uh, green energy, in uh, water purifying uh, projects, in greening uh, Saudi Arabia, in petroleum and natural gas, of course, and in IT. So big changes are uh, now uh, coming into these countries, which normally one doesn't associate these countries with. Clearly, the rulers have realized that if they have to compete with the rest of the world, and because oil is a finite resource, it will run out one day, the crude oil that the Gulf countries supply to the world. They, in fact, supply two-thirds of India's needs of crude oil, but it is a finite resource, and therefore they want to move away from dependence on uh, the income from crude oil 
on natural gas and get into other sectors. So they are opening up their country for tourism projects, for manufacturing units. Land is being given on lease at a throwaway price. That's what is happening in Saudi Arabia. The licensing is easier. Invest Saudi is a one-stop shop for investors trying to come into Saudi Arabia. Similarly, UAE has liberalized its rules and regulations for people to come and become citizens, become entrepreneurs. Uh, make Dubai and Abu Dhabi their base. Uh, these are the two biggest countries there, of course, uh, for India. But uh, that apart, there are other elements to the relationship. And uh, that is the security relationship that India has with these countries. Over the past six years, multiple sources uh, tell me that over 120-odd fugitives who were hiding in uh, different uh, Middle East or West Asian countries have been brought back to India or are sent back to India by local uh, law enforcement authorities from the Gulf countries. Clearly, uh, that is happening because there is confidence in India's uh, ability, India's standing, India's improved status uh, on the world stage. And all of these countries want better relationship uh, with India because they see India as a rising power. And uh, in the process, India has looked west, acted uh, deliberately, acted with great zest, and uh, with proper planning to get more and more out of the relationship with the Gulf countries. One final point I want to make is this. Cast your mind back, if you are not aware, to 1969. That time, the Organization of Islamic Countries was being formed. The first session of these countries was being held in Morocco. And uh, India, at the instance of the Saudi king and a uh, couple of other influential Muslim leaders or Islamic leaders in the Islamic world was called to attend the conference because they thought India has a large population of uh, Muslims and it is like an Islamic country in a way because of the sheer numbers. So they were happy to uh, invite India and uh, let India participate. But when the conference began or just before it began, Pakistan's president Yahya Khan threw a fit and said if India attends, then I'm not going to be part of it. Now, Pakistan was and is an important member of the OIC. And uh, bowing to his wishes, the uh, organizers very reluctantly and very sheepishly asked India to withdraw its delegation from that Morocco conference in 1969. Cut to March 2019. At the inaugural session, the special address was delivered by Sushma Swaraj, then India's External Affairs Minister. In 50 years, events had come full circle. And Saudi Arabia and UAE helped India, invited India, accorded a special status to India to address uh, the Conference of the Islamic Nations uh, as a special gesture, despite Pakistan protesting vehemently. In fact, they overruled Pakistan's objections and allowed Sushma Swaraj to deliver her opening special address to the session. Now, three years down the line, the relationship has only improved. Today, uh, the Gulf countries, uh, as I mentioned, uh, are strategic partners with India. They are investing uh, larger amounts of uh, their funds because they are rich into India. In fact, uh, Saudi Arabia has proposed that uh, there would be at least $100 billion of investment in uh, strategic sectors like oil and natural gas, take some strategic stakes in uh, refineries or Indian companies, uh, or have joint, joint ventures. Uh, their sovereign fund is uh, looking at India as an investment destination. And going by what's happening around the world, when I was in Riyadh, 
the uh, the news broke that uh, the UAE and Saudi Arabian leaders had refused to take a call from US President Joe Biden, clearly indicating that the US hegemony over Middle East and over these countries is on the wane. They did not want to get into this dispute between US and Russia on one hand and uh, did not want to take sides. Now, this would have been unthinkable even five years ago. But as I said, there is a change in the air and that change is palpable in both in terms of strategic calculus of the countries uh, of India, of Russia, of China, of United States, and also at the people-to-people -people, uh, level contacts and the kind of interaction that happens between these countries. These are the future destinations for Indian, Indian investment, Indian relationship, and India, by its sheer size, is going to play a major role in the geopolitics of its extended neighborhood, which is West Asia and Middle East. In fact, early signs of this I had caught, and I had mentioned this in my second edition of uh, this book, uh, Securing India, the Modi Way, uh, published in 2019, where I had talked about, and like the first edition, re-engaging with the Middle East is a full chapter, illustrating with examples what has changed and how India is now seen as, a, as an important player, as an important partner for development, for uh, security, as well as uh, sharing intelligence and uh, taking the bilateral uh, relationship to a different level. That's what I observed uh, in the past uh, four or five days that I was there. And uh, it augurs well for India that uh, it is now spreading its risks and not dependent uh, just on the West or uh, looking East or acting East. There is also the Act West policy that has remained under the radar for a while, who, of course, uh, always uh, suggest different topics, ask for uh, more information. And uh, that is our attempt to give you uh, information in the capsule. After that, you can go and uh, get more information by researching, studying, and uh, reading uh, much more about it. There is plenty of material available. Do read. Uh, those of you who want Simply Nitin in Hindi or information in Hindi, do watch our sister channel BharatShakti.in, uh, the YouTube channel of BharatShakti.in, where uh, my colleague uh, Nilanjana Banerjee hosts a discussion with me on the same topic that I am right now talking to you on Simply Nitin. That's all I have this week. And uh, I, before I end, I want to thank all our viewers uh, for uh, tremendous support, unstinted support, and uh, subscribing in uh, large numbers uh, to our YouTube channel. We have just crossed the uh, coveted mark of uh, 100,000 uh, subscribers on YouTube. Uh, we would like uh, you to spread the word and take us further uh, to uh, higher uh, numbers uh, as uh, we progress and as we bring you more and more information in coming weeks and months. Until the next time, it's goodbye.